Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Status Alternative Podcast. My name is Brittany and I have a special guest today. Would you like to introduce yourself to the peoples? Okay. Hi, I'm Jackie Lynn and I'm a comedian sometimes when I'm standing Uh, (laughs) and I'm an actor and a writer and I do all sorts of stuff. I'm a Jackie of all trades. Boom, there you go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but you also do, like, photography as well sometimes. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I dabble in photography, videography, editing, pretty much, yeah. Every, like Modern Renaissance woman. Exactly, yes. Boom, Machiavelli. So, uh, Jackie is somebody I've met, like, what, what was the first time I went to, like, California? Like, 2017, 2018? Yeah, I think so. I think maybe 2017. Okay. It's right around. I'm bad with years. You know how. It yeah. Is. But me yeah, too. that I ended up uh, going. I ended. Thank you, thank you. Uh, hop along, hop along. It's my <laughs> friend Carrie. <laughs> so out here trolling. There you go. With one leg. Seriously, she rolled her ankle. But anyway, <laughs> back to Jackie. So I ended up meeting Jackie right around 2017, 2018, when like right around that time when Carrie ended up moving to California, mm-hmm. and she met Jackie while she was over there. And that's how we met. And this was like, um, it was really cool, you know, being outside of Chicago and everything and being in, because you're born and raised, you were born born. and raised in in L.A., yeah. There you go. Yeah. That was your first time in L.A., right? Yep. Crazy. Yeah. It was was a nice chill week we did. (laughs) Yeah. Did a lot of shit. But yeah, it was really, really cool. And that's how I ended up meeting Jackie. And she was actually um, living here with Carrie, their, um... Starting off doing a bunch of stuff and trying to just, you know, continue becoming... The hustle. Exactly, the hustle. The oh my hustle God. is real. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, we're going to start off with, like, the usual four things before, like, introductory with um, a lot of my podcast episodes. So, um, okay. they don't necessarily always have to mesh. You know, everyone's different. I want to make this, like, a very inclusive thing. Sort of, like, be like, hey, this person's into this, this person's into that. Kind of keep it up. Keep it cool, breezy. All right. All right, so first things first, how did you get into comic books? Oh, into comic books? It was actually because of you. Dad. Yeah, that was like the first time uh, I ever really went to a comic book store was out here when I visited Chicago for the first time. And and then we went to that one comic book store downtown. Yeah. And I was just like, whoa, yeah. these are awesome. Yeah. Some of these are only a dollar. <laughs> Yeah. I'm gonna check it out, uh, but I didn't read it in order, so there's definitely some contacts missing in my in my books. Oh, trust me, <laughs> that, like me getting into comics, especially so late, and like uh, I didn't get into them in like 2016. Um, a lot of the stories you kind of read because you know they retcon stories, they restart stories. Um, some of the stories it's just either never ending. Exactly. Verses. Exactly. So it's like. Man, you got Battle World, you got the stuff going on in the, um, the, just many alternate universes, especially. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then what makes it even more interesting, it's like, different writers take up different parts. So, like, Scotty Young's version of Deadpool would be different from, like, Jerry, Madu- uh, Jerry Duggan, I think his name is. But yeah, like, different writers, like, Chips, uh, Darsky's version of daredevil currently right now is kind of interesting but you never know so what are some um titles that kind of piqued your interest um to be honest i looked a lot at the covers and was just like this cover looks cool this one looks crazy this one looks fun and then um i kind of wanted to make like a wall of comic books Mm -hmm. but then i was like how would i take it off the wall to read it (laughs) if i put it up there yeah so I'm still figuring that out. Okay. So, I'm kind of the same way, too. Me, I'm kind of drawn to the artwork. So, like, a lot of the different artwork from the different styles are, like, really, really cool. Especially, like, variant covers as well. So, that's always a plus. Oh, yeah, when they have, like, the special edition covers or something. Oh, yeah. Like I think there was one for Civil War or something where they recreated, like, hip-hop albums. Mm Mm-hmm. I I think I got a couple of those ones. (laughs) Yeah, so... There's that one, and yeah, it was a whole series of like different like hip hop variants. That's what they called it. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah, it was really awesome. I love that the the comic book culture is so like vast. Mm-hmm. There's just something for everyone, and there's always just it's just new. Yeah, all new stuff. 
So, I actually, going into this, I have news. Ooh. So, remember the comic, uh, Tresse, yeah. you were getting me into? So, Free Comic Book Day is actually this Saturday. Free Comic Book Day. So, Free Comic Book Day is whenever, like, you go to a comic book store and they give you, like, free comic book issues. And you get three what? in total. Yes. You get three in total. But the thing is, you only get three per customer, right? Okay. So, one of the titles that they have, Tresse number one. No way. Yeah. Oh my god, we have to go. Yeah. I have to go. Yeah. So I um, definitely want one. <laughs> yeah. So definitely um I'm going cuz I'm going to take my friend Naomi cuz we were supposed to do a like we were supposed to do all that take her to the first her first comic book store. But uh found out free comic book day was like this weekend so, so I'm why like not? <laughs> yeah. That's a great first day at a uh-huh. comic book store. So it, it's really cool. It just gives you a chance to like look at different comic books, um, different like free titles, and sometimes they're just the very first issue of like certain titles. So like Lady Mac, they, they pick Tresse. I know. <laughs> That's like we've been asking for it. Yeah, and then and now like, it's free. <laughs> exactly. So you got the first issue that's going to be available because they were supposed to have a free comic book day in 2020, but it just you know 2020 that right. happened. So <laughs> all the comics from 2020 are going to be for there. So what? wanted to get you a little into that. So yeah, like, I'm, de- I'm definitely going to need the details on where we're, where to go. Yeah, and like, do is it is it until supplies burn out or something? Or? Mm-hmm. Oh damn! So we got to kind of go. Early-ish? No, it depends on what people are into. I'm pretty sure, like, they kind of, like, order in advance a whole bunch of the issues. But you can definitely cop an issue, so. Okay, cool. Yeah. As long as I get one. Because that's pretty cool. Like, I didn't even know Tresse was a comic until until we watched the the series on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? That's fucking cool. Yeah. Filipinos have comics like that? Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of, like, Filipino writers and, and animators and stuff, or, like, drawers mm-hmm. um, in the comic world, but I don't really know their names or anything. No, it's fine. <laughs> but it's, I think it's cool. Like, there, there have been a rise in Filipino, like, heroes. Like, all of a sudden, there's, like, I think there's, like, one Filipino, Filipino-American that's taking over, like, Captain America or something? Yeah, so in that one, that is the current run of this miniseries called uh, The United States of Captain America, and it sort of, like, takes place with, like, somebody, I think, stole Captain America's shield, so he's going to try and find, like, these different versions and different variants, and one of them is Filipino-American. What? Yeah, so that's what that is. See, look, they're infiltrating the comic comic world. (laughs) I mean, you definitely want it, because... In my opinion, when it comes to, like, comics, and especially being a minority, being, like, excuse me, uh, being a minority in, like, these, like, spaces, you want to have representation. Thank you. Yeah. Representation of, like, different minorities, so you give something, like, little kids can aspire to. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Hell yeah. Like, damn. You know what I mean? That's, like, so, probably not, um, it's probably not, like, encouraged to be, like, Oh, I'm gonna draw comics or write comics, mom. You know, like right. in, our, in, in Filipino culture, you know, they're gonna be like, "What? You you can't write comics? That's not a real job." <laughs> but yeah. they're out here doing it, so it's super cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it. I'm got, excited for it too. I gotta go pick it up. Yeah, there's this other one I want to pick up. That's like, she's kind of like, um, she's similar to Aquaman. I don't know if you've heard of that, of her. I forgot what it's called. You can look at it. Uh, I'll Google it real quick. <laughs> we're still here, people. We're just doing a little Google search. Yeah, we're just making sure that my facts are right. Um, because... What, what, I don't... Anyways, she's cool. Yeah. I can't find it. <laughs> You'll tell me it later. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so, moving into anime. So, okay. <laughs> how did you get into anime? Um, I started with Avatar, actually, during, during the pandemic, like, uh, when it first went into lockdown last year. So, I started watching Avatar, and then I was, like, obsessed with Avatar. And I was just like, oh my god, I wish the world could be like this. We need an Avatar, you know? Like, right, right. We need an avatar ing in our lives. And then, um, after that, I was just like, man, I feel like watching, like, another 
anime, but like, what should I watch? And I was like, well, people have been talking about My Hero. I see that all the time or whatever. What is this about? So I kind of just like keep discovering new animes to watch. And it's just like never ending content because mm-hmm. it's like a whole untapped niche that I didn't really like think of watching before. I mean, I grew up watching anime anyways, though, because like I grew up with Dragon Ball and like Pokemon yeah. and Sailor Moon like Inuyasha. Like. Yeah. So like we have definitely a lot of similarities when it comes to like especially anime and comic books. Like so in my episode that I did basically the same thing. Like those are the kind of like starter animes for like kids in America. Like it was Dragon Ball Z, it was Sailor Moon, Inuyasha, <laughs> Bleach, One Piece, uh Naruto, Pokemon. It's like to us it didn't seem like it, but it was and is it, and it can even go as far as like Power Rangers as well being overdubbed and stuff like that. Oh, like, true. Yeah, yeah we did have a lot of Japanese content growing up. Now that I think about it, yeah, it is just. <laughs> and to us, it just seemed like regular content. Then you get older, it's like, wait, you're like, oh, it's a different culture, right? <laughs> that made this. <laughs> but yeah, um, so there are those similarities. Like for me, it was like Soul Eater. Like I was aware of Dragon Ball Z because you know Toonami and that whole block of like anime that was coming on, right? Uh, <laughs> But the one that really got there me... There was season, like, Gundam Wing. Yes. I don't know if anyone's seen that one, but yeah. Voltron. That one was super fun. I like that one. Yeah. So those were... Just those. fucking space robots. Exactly. And who, <laughs> who doesn't love mech? Who does not love mechs? <laughs> but yeah, like... So the one that really got me was, like, really Soul Eater because it had, like, the drama and the action and then the comedy aspect to it, so. Ooh, I gotta watch that one next. I've watched it, like, twice over. It's really? so good. And then, is it like, on Hulu? Is it on Hulu? I know it was on Netflix. It probably is on Hulu. I think the spinoff, like, Soul Eater Not is, like, on there. Soul Eater Not is kind of, like, all the stuff that's occurring during Soul Eater, but rather than the main characters, you have three new characters. So it's, it's, so the anime is about, like, these young kids who go to this academy to learn how to be young Grim Reapers. What? Yes. That sounds awesome. And then, like, their, their, like, headmaster is, uh, death. Oh my gosh. Yeah, these animes have, like, crazy, like, story arcs and stuff. It's just like, whoa, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I think one thing I've learned to appreciate about anime is, like, the way they sort of view like certain situations and how to handle certain situations because it's a little it despite like whether it be dubbed or subbed a lot of their content is not americanized so there's not that sort of like stereotypical like oh we're gonna take this person back even though they disrespected like the whole group mm-hmm. it's like now that person has to earn it back exactly <laughs> there's a lot of emphasis on respect and like like being a better person and just yeah there's definitely a lot of like just just really good like universal themes in in animes that i'm just like man i wish more people would watch anime exactly exactly because <laughs> so then like, you, you just like learn to be a better person a nicer person or something exactly so like um so do you watch it on like hulu crunchyroll funimation um, netflix well right now i'm on i'm watching my hero on hulu because it's coming out weekly mm-hmm. um I personally like the dub version more than the sub version for My Hero, specifically. Yeah. Just because, I don't know. I also don't like reading <laughs> while I'm watching something. <laughs> I can't watch stuff in subtitles. It's just like, I get distracted and then I end up just reading the entire time and missing all like the cool action parts and stuff. Right. And then, um, but yeah, the, but actually T-Mobile... So if you have T-Mobile, any listeners out there, uh, T-Mobile Tuesday, if you download the app, wow, this isn't even sponsored, like, sponsored but yeah. there's free, they have a like free three-month trial or something for Funimation, so like, nice. I might start watching more from there. Yeah. And I like that the episodes are, are usually short. They're usually like 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah, if, if, if we want to be like really correct, <laughs> the uh, if you notice... A lot of the intro takes up most oh of the episodes. Yeah, right. So it's like, so like an Jeez. anime that's like, oh, twenty three minutes or uh, thirty minutes is actually like fourteen minutes because of like the intro. The intro is the longest part, and, and then, then the and the outro. Yep. It's like, damn, it's like ten minutes of just music. <laughs> Pretty much, like montage music and stuff, which is 
it's cool but like i want more of the like story but i'm i'm impatient so yeah <laughs> i just like i want to know what's gonna happen it happens. it happens but it's it's still like a really good like um way to like get content and everything like i me personally i have Crunchyroll, so that is just like mostly just focused on like the like it comes out like as soon as it comes out in Japan, it comes out in America. Oh, so, like the same time? Uh-huh. Oh, I need to get that then. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool. Like, Funimation is the more bigger one because, like, they have a bigger library of the dubbed anime, whereas Crunchyroll mostly focuses on, like, it being, like, subbed in different languages and, like, being, like, subbed. But, you know, I like Crunchyroll because it's just... I feel, like, a lot more vaster. And it's just, like, more focused on, like... The content of it. Yeah, I was gonna start that one that one show you told me about with the pirates. Oh, One Piece. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna start that, and then I was like, all right, not too bad, season one. And I started scrolling down. And it was like season twenty, season thirty five or something. I was like, oh my god, this is a lot of episodes to catch up on. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I tell people who are like, whenever I bring up One Piece, I was like, hey, you're gonna need like, unless you have a lot of time on your hands, like it took me. And this was when I was, like, part-time. It took me, like, four months to catch up to oh where my, gosh. my friend Chris was at. And he was, like, episode 600. So I was, like, watching One Piece episodes from, like, 7 in the morning to, like, 7 o'clock at night. Wow. Four days a week. Oh, my gosh. It is not for the faint of heart. Too much content. I mean, that's cool that they've been going for so long, though. Like, yeah. that's almost 20 years of content. Mm-hmm. They started in, like, 1999. Yeah. So yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And then there's like Naruto that's been spe- uh, like been a spin-off. Um there's Oh like, yeah, that's the one I want to start on next too. Yeah. There's so many so many shows that are on my list. <laughs> like I feel like I don't ever get to get around to watch cuz I don't know, I'm just too, I get too distracted to sit down and just watch. Dude, you're speaking <laughs> my language on this episode. You're speaking my language. I just don't have the men- I just don't have the focus to just I don't know why, like, I want to sit down and watch all these shows, but I just don't have the mental just to just decompress and just watch television. Yeah, because I feel like I'm always, I always have to do something, so I'm always like, wait, before I can enjoy this, I gotta go do this or something. Right. Or like, yeah, like, I'm like, okay, before I can, before I can sit down and watch this show, I gotta, I gotta go to the grocery store, I gotta get something to cook, I gotta come cook it, and then I gotta clean and then by the time you're done cleaning and cooking and all that stuff, you're like, I don't know, I'm too tired to even watch anything right now. Just right. Like, chill. And then with me, I'm just so impatient that I just don't have the patience to sit there and watch something new because I, I don't know why I just don't sit there and just consume something and just, like, even though it's new, it's like I just don't have, like, the mental capacity to just sit there and be like... <laughs> like, I'm... I don't want this to disappoint me. I don't want this to be... Ah, screw it. I'll just watch reruns of Criminal Intent. Right. And there's always, like, um... I feel like with animes, there's a lot of fluff episodes. Filler. Yeah, so, like... A lot of filler. It doesn't... These episodes don't really matter to the story. And you want to get to the story. So you're like... Damn, well, I just wasted one episode that I could have just skipped. Yeah, because, like, (laughs) I I feel like with the filler episodes, they always happen after a major arc. So Mm. you got, like... Especially One Piece. One Piece will have, like, you'll have a 20, 30 episode arc. And then, like, once that arc's over, you got, like, maybe five or four episodes of filler. Mm. And then you just move on to the next story. Okay. I don't know how it is with My Hero Academia. That's another one that's on my list. Because I know it's, like, what, five seasons deep already? Yeah. It took me a minute to catch up. That one, I don't know, how long did it take me to catch up? It took me a while. But... Um, I think because it was dubbed, it it was easier for me to just watch. Yeah. Because I didn't have to read. <laughs> I don't know. I, li- I also like the, the voice actors are pretty good for the ones that they chose for My Hero, at least. Yeah. Um, I think some of them are coming to C2E2 this year. Really? Yeah. That's cool. I'll be like, how can I get a job? With you guys? <laughs> yeah. I want to do some voiceovers. <laughs> there you go. Like, I want to, oh, wait, I said it the other day, what, what show I wanted to voice over. Oh, I want to be, I want to be on Rick and Morty. That's one of my, it's one of my goals. Yeah. <laughs> Even just, like, a small character on Rick and Morty would be so funny. Yeah. I just started watching that, too. It's not considered anime, but 
It's animation. It's animation. And it's fucking hilarious and crazy. We are. But yeah. <laughs> Alright. Let's get into... So, we recently started watching some wrestling together. So, how did you get into professional wrestling? Oh, man. Okay, so, like, when I was younger, a lot of my, um, well, not a lot, just two. I grew up with, like, two older cousins and their boys. So, like, they watched wrestling all the time. And I was kind of just there. So, I was like, oh, man, wrestling's fun. So, I used to watch wrestling as a kid. You know, I didn't really watch it as an adult anymore until we started hanging out. And I was like, damn, wrestling is so fun still. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And we had the game, too, like, I think on N64. Mm Mm-hmm. And then... And, like, I don't know, wrestling is just so cool. Like, how they could just, like, throw each other and shit. Like, right. I remember as a kid, uh, my cousins used to throw me around, you know, because I was, like, the smallest one. Right. So they, they'd be, like, choke slamming me, like, and then, like, throwing me from, like, you know, like, the bed has a, um, was it, like, a, uh, at, the, at the foot of the bed, there's, like, a... The footboard or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, something it, like that. It was, like... It was it was basically like a shelf though, because you could stand on it, mm-hmm. so that we would stand there and they'd like grab me and just like throw me onto the bed. And, yeah. And because I was so little, I was just like, "Wee!" <laughs> right. <You know? laughs> like it was actually kind of dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm glad nothing happened, but it was a lot of fun. So I guess uh, I don't watching wrestling with you has kind of tapped that uh, memory. Yeah. Back and it's it's been it's been crazy like the the evolution of it. Yeah. Like, Wow, so, they've gotten very complex. Like, yeah, the characters are all dazzling and like cool. It 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 has changed. So one thing I've uh, so I'm getting like more and more and more into like the aspects of it. Getting into like just a like kind of brunt of it. Kind of like the sort of kind of getting into the brunt of it, but not getting way too into it. Where <laughs> it's like, oh, I know people who are in like. I mean, my tattoo artist is training to become a professional wrestler. What? So, yeah. That's cool. So there's that. Like, I've my um, fandom has definitely evolved. So like, one of the things I started noticing is like a lot of people, especially around my age, or like um, who started off as fans. Mostly, the general consensus is, oh, I watched as a kid, and then yeah. as I got older. And there's nothing wrong with that. I. I I don't see a lot of people, like, getting, like, crapped on. Like, hey, um, you, you weren't a fan of it during this and this and this. <laughs> a lot of it is just the usual, you know, I kind of stopped watching. And that's fine. But it's definitely changed over the past, like, yeah, like 16 years I started watching it. The, the companies are different, right? Like, yeah. So there's, like... It's not WWE anymore. No. So, like... Do they still have Raw? Yeah, they still have Raw. Oh. Okay. Raw's still there. SmackDown's still on. Um, they have a new one called NXT. It's kind of like where they get all their newer stars from. There's Ooh. a lot of stuff going on with NXT right now I don't want to get into. Ooh. We'll save that for another episode. <laughs> but, like, there's definitely more companies. Like, um, Impact's been around since, like, 2004. You got Ring of Honor, which is an indie um, company that's just now breaking into the business and getting more, like, more and more bigger, I should say. There's, like, MLW. They've brought back NWA, which was, like, a really old-school promotion, like, from the 80s and 70s. Um, The current new one right now that's really big and really starting to, like, catch fire is uh, AEW. AEW. Yeah, that one's on uh, TNT. But to be honest with you, it's definitely changed because back then you only had, like... The injuries are real, right? Yeah. Like, some people, like, what, Natalia's the most recent one that, um, <laughs> funny enough, hurt her ankle as well. Oh. <laughs> You're not alone, Carrie. <laughs> yeah, but, man, there's been, like, concussions, sold, uh, shoulder but, injuries. But the story arcs are, like, pre-planned. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the story arcs are pre-planned, but, but like, the, wrestling the moves is real. and the actual wrestling is not? No, those are real. Those, those, so... There's a lot of freak accidents that could happen. I'll show you some, but, like, there was one where it was, like, Merce- it was on NXT. It was Mercedes Martinez versus Zia Lee. Zia Lee did, like, a spinning roundhouse kick and hit Mercedes Martinez square in, like, the temple to the point where she seized up and knocked her out. Oh, shit. Yeah, it, it, there's a, one thing I've started to learn is, like, there's a level of trust between these wrestlers where, you want to 
trust each other in order to do these moves and know that this person is going to like make sure you don't land on your head, you don't tweak your ankle, you don't get concussed, you don't get majorly hurt cuz what they're doing could like there have been stories of dudes breaking their necks in the ring. Stone Cold Whoa. Steve Austin being one of them. Like dang. What was it? Owen Hart came down with a pile driver and he broke his neck. Holy shit. Yeah, and that was like freak accidents, but how did they put it? Um, what they do in the ring is real, but, you know, most of the storylines, you know. Sometimes they get a little bit personal, but they don't really, like, dive that much into it. But currently, right now, you can watch, like, wrestling on, like, Fight TV. Uh, right now on television, it's like you got Monday Night Raw, Tuesday Night NXT, Wednesday Night Dynamite. You have Thursday Night Impact. You have Friday Night SmackDown. And then right now, I think starting this week... AEW is going to have another TV show on uh, TNT, and they're going to call that one Rampage. And I'm actually going Ooh. to one in two weeks. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it sounds like a lot of fun to watch in person, too. Like, yeah. It looks crazy. Like, I don't know. I feel like as a kid, I thought I thought maybe these, these were, like, fake injuries, but, like... People have, definitely real. <laughs> yeah, there, there have been people who got knee injuries, separated their shoulder. Like, Karrion Cross won the NXT title, then got his shoulder separated. Oh, my God. After winning the title. Oh. And had to take time off. Um, one dude, oh, God. I mean, Seamus got his nose broken. That documentary you watched on, um, what's his name? Oh, yeah, Mick Foley. Mick Foley. I always call him Mankind, because, like, that's the one I, I know the most. Yeah. Because that's what I saw growing up. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. But I didn't know he was he was that many characters, and I was just like, what the fuck? He's, what? There's so many. The so, craziest like, guy. <laughs> yeah. There's, like, so many, like, wrestlers with, like, different, like, personas before they became the set one you know. So, like... Of course, like, Mick Foley is the only one that we know of that had, like, four of them, and he does them all actively, so. Whoa. That was, that was good. Yeah. That was good. That shit's crazy. I remember, like, I don't know, I guess I watched the same people, like, Undertaker and, um, what's the, what's the guy, Kane? Yes. All In all red? Mm-hmm. I played them a lot as a, in the game. Yeah. When it was, like, SmackDown versus Raw or something. Yeah. I think that's what the the game was. It was fun. <laughs> I wish I could play it again. <laughs> yeah. But they yeah. were like cheap characters because they can never, they can they, never lose. No, because they had to be so OP. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's definitely changed in the past. Like not not even like the past like what sixteen years I've been watching, but in the past like twenty and thirty years, and the past fifty years, and like to get more into it and to get more in depth with it and to like realize oh my god so much drama and so much stuff has happened within like the past like couple of years it's crazy to see like especially now watching as a fan because you're watching like all these set wrestlers these men and women and then AEW coming through and then just changing the game especially when it comes to their wrestlers like mm-hmm. they're they come from different walks of life and not to say WWE does it but AEW just is just like kind of becoming that new rocket becoming that new popular thing right now and they've only been around for like less than two years wow so they just have like the best wrestlers or something or i mean they all have the best wrestlers but they're all like doing things in different ways yeah interesting Mm -hmm. yeah i don't I, i don't really know any wrestlers other than the ones we've watched and that one fight was crazy. The one with, like, uh, no rules or whatever. Oh, yeah, the DQ match between... San- so, the uh, the one she's was- talking about was the Impact Slam anniversary. It was Kenny Omega versus Sammy Callahan for the... Uh, what was it? The Impact title. And it was, like, a kind of no DQ match. Oh, my gosh. Sammy Callahan brought out a pizza cutter, started slicing Kenny Omega's head open. I was like, how do you... A pizza, a pizza cutter? Yeah, a really sharp pizza cutter. Yeah. I was like, geez, this just looks so brutal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, I also wanted, I, don't, I didn't know who to win, who should win. <laughs> yeah. Everybody was against the, the title holder, right? Mm-hmm. Why? 
Because he's just that good. Yeah, because, like, <laughs> so he's originally signed to AEW, became, but became their, became their champion after beating their champion at the time. Oh. So currently, right now, he's holding their title. He's currently holding, like, three titles from three different corporations. What? Yeah, because, like, currently, right now, for in the past, um, with uh, WWE, they kind of, like, during the 80s, uh, Vince McMahon right. currently uh, sort of started plucking a lot of the the best talent from different territories. So territories back then were like just different like promotions throughout the states that had different wrestlers. And back then they had like an open door policy. This person, so like Hulk Hogan or like Ric Flair, could work in NWA or like work in Georgia Championship Wrestling and work in like different promotions. Or like what was it, Memphis? And like they could work in different spots, go to territories, go to territories, go to territories. Oh, wow. Vince in the 80s decided to take all of the wrestlers from the different territories and just bring them all to the WWE. Oh. And all the territories ran out of their good wrestlers, so they all had to close. Oh, damn. Yeah, so, so like... that's what happened. Yep. So he, for the next, what, 20 or so years, just had, like just basically depleted the territories and depleted the market. So now whenever wrestlers wanted to go make money, they would just go to the WWE. There were no other options during that time. Oh, wow. Until WCW happened. Right. And then, and then proceeded to whip their asses for like, what was it, 83 weeks in the ratings because they had the money, they had the talent, they had like, they had money, talent, and television. So they had all this, like, money, like, they had, like, and then a lot of the superstars on, like, well, wrestlers, WWE calls them superstars, but the wrestlers, <laughs> WWE was, like, losing, like, you had Kevin Nash, you had Scott Hall, you had Hulk Hogan, Lex Luger, um, Bret Hart, all these big names from, who made their names in WWE just jumped ship and went to the competition. <laughs> and ECW happened, so... ECW is kind of the reason why you saw that Sammy Callahan versus Kenny Omega. Oh. They were the originators of that. So oh, my gosh. They stood for Extreme Championship Wrestling. So oh. they had, like, <laughs> yeah, they had, like, big names like Tommy Dreamer, Sabu, The Sandman, uh, The Dudley Boys, Raven, like, a lot of New Jack. A lot of their guys were, like, they were coming in and they were a revolution because they were, like, kind of picking stuff from, like, what Jerry Lawler used to do. So they would come in and they would like bring kendo sticks. They would bring chairs. Uh, there's a story of somebody bringing a toaster and what like the heck? <laughs> the, man. They were like barbed wire tables, flaming tables, like kendo sticks, what? barbed wire bats. Like they were coming through and just doing all this crazy shit. Holy that, shit! That even till this day, WWE has admittedly said like. Okay, now we, we're doing... We probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> no, they were like, they were against it, but then when they realized this is the 90s, you know, things changed. Like, especially, like, looking at music, to go from, like, the hair metal bands to go to, like, the 90s, and you have grunge with, like, right. Nirvana and Red Hot Chili Peppers and shit. True. So, people change. A lot of the people that were into wrestling at that point changed, so then next thing you know, like... ECW comes in, WW, uh, WCW comes in, it's giving WWE a run for their money, and what happens? They have to change. They have to change <laughs> with the times. Basically, got to change with the times. That's true, though. So If you don't change, you're going to get left behind. And that is one thing that company did not want to be, is left behind, until WCW kind of shot themselves in the foot. Dang. And ruined their own product, and next thing you know, they closed their doors in 2001, um, till this day, a lot of people, um, attribute, like, 1997 as, like, the hottest year wrestling got big. Because you had, like, you had D-Generation X, you had Shawn Michaels, you had yeah, Triple H. Yeah, like all the people I was, like, yeah. watching, yeah. Like, you had Booker T and, like, Hoover yeah. Guerrero and, like, yeah, Edge was coming up. Now. Yeah. <laughs> like, you had all these, Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, like, all these Rey guys. Rey Mysterio, yeah. I played him, too, for fun. Exactly. Because oh. he, he was just so acrobatic and, like... Yeah. Was it 619? Yeah. Was his, his move? Mm-hmm. That shit was crazy. Like, what? He's holding out to the ropes and hitting people in the He's face. He's literally flying with the ropes. <laughs> exactly. So, 
Um, that came in. There's a bunch of other stuff, but that's kind of like the major stuff. And then like they closed their doors. Then WC um, WWE is once again biggest one standing. ECW had to close because you know they couldn't find a network. WCW closed because they were running out no of money. No wonder everyone was always kind of like, like I feel like growing up, I just remember a lot of scenes of like people trashing Vin- Vince McMahon on the TV mm-hmm. where they're like. Fuck you, basically, and then yeah. and then he always looked scared and had like other other wrestlers like fight for him, right? Uh huh. But they're always like, "We're coming for you, Vince." Yeah. <laughs> like, oh no. Yeah, that was like that was like the main. That was like a very big thing, especially in wrestling during that time period, because like he just once again he Denzel puts it really well when it comes to like watching wrestling at that time. He was like, "It's not that." Vince and WWE was better. It's just that they lasted longer. Mm. So that speaks even bigger volumes. Because then it's like, okay, what if they didn't run out of money? What if ECW still continued on until this day? Who knows what would have happened? Dang, true. Who would have? Because, like, back then it was called the Monday Night Wars. It was, like, that war for, like, ratings. And it was, like, big. You're talking about, like, 8 million viewers tuning in to watch what's going to happen each week. Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, like a lot of those big names. Brock Lesnar being another one of those big names coming in. Goldberg and, like, all these guys, Big Show. And then, like, to, like, push forward after that, the invasion angle happened. And then pretty much, like, Impact or TNA, as it was called then, just kind of came in. Kind of was under the radar a little bit. Kind of was, like, building up a little bit of steam, especially right around 2009, because Jeff Hardy ends up leaving, Rob Van Dam ends up leaving, and they go to TNA, because that was, like, the first, like, sort of alternative, because it was just Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. That was it. Impact comes in, kind of flies under the radar for a bit, then they have their sort of thing, and then it's not until 2019 when AEW comes in, becomes the first major, like, promotion to, like, kind of go compete against them. But they weren't really competing. It was just an alternative. Whoa. But that's a whole nother story. Damn. Yeah, I could just talk about wrestling for, like, two hours. Honestly, when I was watching it, I was like, I should become a wrestler. But then I, and then I thought about it and was like, I can't handle that <laughs> kind of injury. It looks fun, but it's, like, also, like, goddamn. Yeah, because, like, taking a, like, a bump is, like, essentially learning to fall. So you're, like, falling backwards while getting your brain knocked loose, essentially. Yeah. Is what it I've seen, wild. what it looks like. is It's like... I mostly want to do it because they have cool intros, you know? You <laughs> like, just, I just want to have a wrestling intro, I think. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so many good wrestling intros. <laughs> but, yeah. That's... And they got fireworks and shit. Yeah. I don't know. I just want an intro. <laughs> It's pretty cool. It's really cool. But yeah, that's kind of like a little, like, what would I say? Like a kind of like a speed course, like a fast course into what's been happening the past like 20 some years. So your tattoo artist is going to be a, a wrestler though? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Like, how do you even become one? You know, like. Go to training schools. There's a lot. There's schools to train you? Yeah. Oh, there's wow. like, um, the Dudley Boys have one. I know Mr. Anderson has one. He's a wrestler. Uh, uh, formerly known as Tyler Breeze has his own wrestling school. Booker T has his own wrestling school. What? There's a lot of different wrestlers out there that have their own wrestling schools. And then there's some here as well. So that's where she went. Oh. So yeah. Shout out Jen Doe. <laughs> hey, good luck to you. Yeah. So, <laughs> that one's a great one. So um, now we're going to get into the fourth topic. Okay. So, the last one. This one, um, yeah, we'll just get into it. Um, (laughs) Are you a fan of, like, rock music and metal music? It doesn't necessarily have to be heavy, but it can just be, like, like, because I I, I know not a lot of people are out here listening to, like, Hatebreed and Pantera, but, you know, you have heard of, like, Nirvana and, like, Alice in Chains, Red Hot Chili Peppers, like, Kings of Leon. Like, a lot of, like, even, like, something that's pop-punk, like My Chemical Romance or Fall Out Boy. Yeah. Or in Green Day. Yeah. And Soundgarden. I, I mean, I definitely have, like, a a range of music, so I def- I, I'd listen to it, yeah. 
I like I like red hot chili peppers. Yeah. Because they're kind of funky, but kind of like rock. Bounce. Yeah. I I like I like rock bands that kind of got a little funk to it. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's my main thing. I I mainly like funk, and like that kind of the melodies and beats. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Makes you want to just. Bounce. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. So like that was kind of the main reasons why I got so big in new metal and like bands like Incubus and bands like Linkin Park and like oh yeah Linkin, Linkin Park. I yeah, like them too. Like their first two albums, but yeah, because like with me, similar. Like I grew up listening to what my parents listened to, and a lot of what they listened to was like the OJ's and Whitney Houston and Chaka Khan, and like um, listening to like sort of and LTD and like listening to like 90s R&B and th- which is yeah. <laughs> by far the best R&B I aside know. from the 70s. I feel like music from like 1990 like late 90s early 2000s like the, R&B that R- soul that little R&B uh, timeline. Yeah. That everything else I don't really listen to cuz I stopped listening to it, but that I will always go back to. Yeah. But a lot of like they sang with like real emotions. Exactly, That's like, and the lyrics were just so beautiful. Exactly, like, damn. You know? It's like who hurt you? Yeah, who hurt? And why you? am I jamming to this? <laughs> but yeah, like I, I get what you're saying. Like for me, I like kind of say it's like I, I'm always into like rock music that has a bounce to it. Yeah. So like anything like System of a Down has a bounce to it. Oh, yeah. Like there's even like what is that called? They called it um. It was a band called Infectious Grooves, and it was kind of like, um, they do have, like, groove metal. Groove metal? I think that's something I'm going to have to get into. <laughs> yeah, Infectious Grooves is one, because they do combine that sound. It's kind of like crossover thrash, because crossover thrash is like, there, there's that. But groove metal would be, like, Infectious Grooves, where it's very funky. It has, like, sort of, like, like the, the bass is, like, really, really good, because Rob Trujillo is, like, really like a really funky bass player and corn too like mm. fieldy's playing is very funky because like they're influenced by like bootsy collins and like a lot of these like 70s bands nice. so like there's a lot of like of that influence which i really thoroughly enjoy and then there's something weird for me where it's like <laughs> if you listen to hardcore music it kind of sounds like church music to me <laughs> like you take away the lyrics like i swear like if you listen to like say hate breed for example you take away the lyrics and just the drumming and the guitar playing it sounds like church music oh my gosh i got to listen to it now yeah cuz it's just the the, the 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 drum playing and the you you hear that <laughs> and it's like you you kind of hear the the slamming of the cymbals and it's like am i in church yeah <laughs> like if you put on if you put on hate breed and then you put on like the scene from like blues brothers you're like wow there is that similarity <laughs> but yes I, I get what you mean about like having that funk especially like you just gotta have it's a bounce a to it yeah of rhythm yeah i don't i don't like music to be uh unintentional if that makes sense like wanted to have that rhythm and that feel because i feel like there's just a lot of music that kind of just sounds like noise especially like robot music (laughs) don't give me a stop i just i don't i don't understand i honestly don't understand the appeal of techno music (laughs) i don't again with techno if i listen to anything that's electronic it has to have like some type of rhythm or like funk to it like like calvin harris has a little bit of funk to his some of his songs right i mean he literally had a whole funk album actually but (laughs) yeah but i mean like dubstep when it was a thing that was kind of cool but like still it's like I just, I, I can't. Unless there's, like, that 2000s techno music that they used to use in action movies, like that one scene in Blade. I can excuse <laughs> that. Because it was cool, because it matched, but, man, I just, I get what you're saying. Like, you kind of wanted to have, like, an emotion, like, an, a feel, like, something you can vibe to. Yeah. Otherwise, it just makes me feel like a robot. Yeah. <laughs> like a... Like transmitting signals or something. <laughs> or something. Zero one zero zero yeah. zero one like zero zero. You gotta zero. decode this fucking music now. <laughs> it's like, why am I doing this? Why am I listening to this? But I get you. I get you. Yeah. 
But yeah. So, we talked about wrestling, we talked about comics, we talked about anime, we talked about uh, music. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. What else? What else do we want to talk about? You got anything new on the horizon? Um, anything you want to promote? Oh yeah, I got um, I got actually got an acting agent out here. Yeah. There are multiple agents that work for an agency, so they're technically like a team. But um, I'm excited for that because I I keep trying to put out in into the universe like Chicago Fire. You know what I mean, Chicago Fire. Manifest. Um, <laughs> what is it? Manifestation. Manifesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely believe in that. The more you say it, the more it's gonna happen. Like we were like Tresse, we want to get this comic book. And then, you know, that one time we checked at the comic store, they're like, we don't even know what that is. And then next thing you know, there's, like, a comic store that's, like, giving out free dressing. You know what I mean? Like, Booyah. It, it can happen if you just speak it out there. So, I'm trying to get on Chicago Fire or Rick and Morty uh, currently. Either so, or. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just excited to... This is my first agent, so, like, I don't really... I'm excited. I don't know what what's going to happen, you know? They, they can... There's so many opportunities that could arise. Yeet. And I'm doing comedy uh, on the 25th. So I'm going to be doing stand-up. And I haven't done stand-up in a minute. So it's going to feel nice to just be able to, like, talk as much shit as I want for eight <laughs> minutes. And, like, people have to listen. <laughs> you got to love it. Yeah. You got to love it. You know? I, I don't know. I think stand-up is one of the last forms of, like, you know, freedom of speech. So I'm, I'm always for it. Yeet. Oh, yeah. I did ha- already have an audition for Chicago Fire, so I don't know if I'll get it. But um, Manifest it! More. There will be more opportunities for Chicago Fire. That was a small role. And maybe that wasn't meant for me to have a small role, but maybe a bigger role. Like like a fire. Chicago Fire! <laughs> Chicago Fire! I low-key really love that show, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm getting into all the Chicago shows out here. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, I didn't, I didn't realize how much was, like, filmed out here. Yeah. It's um, it's a very, like, visually appealing yeah. state. Not it's state, but city. city. Like, what was it? The it dark... looks like a fucking movie theater, any, like a movie set anyways. Like, yeah. you really don't have to do anything out here. <laughs> no, just, like, what? What is it? Sign a release, get a couple of approvals, say, hey, we're going to shoot this down here, and boom. I mean, like what? Um, the third Transformers movie was shot down here. Everybody knows Dark Knight Rises. I want to say was shot down. Oh here. yeah, Carrie showed me some pictures of when they when they turned all the train stations to like Gotham. Oh yeah, for like, uh, Batman so v cool. Superman. Yeah, they shot that down here too. That was so cool. I mean, I could see it. I feel like Chicago really is a, a goth like Gotham city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the, fucking cool though. Yeah. Like even last night we. Like, I just shot, um, you know, like, our friends, our friend and her friend, they just were like, let's do a dance choreo. And we were literally just shooting it in the, in an alley. And I was just like, this alley looks nice, though. Like, it's not like one of those dingy, dark, like, There's nails in the wall. <laughs> right. You know? Like, I don't know. Especially, I feel like New York has really nasty alleys. <laughs> um, L.A. don't really have alleys in general. Right. And, and so, like, I'm just like, wow. This is a thing here that, that like Chicagoans are used to. It's just like an alley that you just <laughs> just at or walking through without fear. There you go. I think like between like of course New York and LA and like of course the like burgeoning ones like Atlanta where they like start shooting stuff and start filming things. Chicago's like kind of Chicago's up there. I want to say in like second place as always because second mm-hmm. city. <laughs> it's the second city. Yeah, because yeah, it's it feels like my second city. There you go. Booyah. It's my new second city. Hey. <laughs> Speaking of second city, if you guys want to just put me in a troop. Haven't done improv in a minute either. Practicing. Yes. And. <laughs> Cut. Yes. And. But. Alright, dude, we're going to wrap this up because I came over here not only to shoot this podcast episode, but we're going to watch the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Maybe While we'll... she's jumping up and down on the couch. <laughs> I'm anyway. excited for it. I, lo- I love, uh, what's her face, Margot Robbie's 
Harley Quinn is so good. Yeah. She, like, she's nailed that character for sure. <laughs> totally. Like, the way Jack Nicholson nailed the Joker, I feel like Margot Robbie is like our... It's like Harley Quinn. She really is. And it's only rare that you get, like, with comic book adaptations, you rarely get, like, solid actors to play them. And that, she, she's killing it's it. Exactly Harley Quinn. Down yeah. to the accent. Yeah, she's she's doing a great job. Yeah. I'm excited to see all the other characters, too, though, because they got, like, John Cena in it, right? Yeah, he's playing, he's playing <laughs> Peacemaker. Because, like, the, the cool thing about this version is, like, and I like the way that James Gunn is doing it. A lot of people don't know that the Suicide Squad is multiple people and multiple oh. villains over multiple comics. So a lot of these characters that he picked are probably, like, the the lesser-known superheroes oh, cool. that are part of DC, which is really, really cool. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Is the shark, like, King Shark? Yeah, he's part of it. So, like, okay. there was, like, there was the... I highly recommend the DC animated movies because DC movies kind of hit or miss, but the animated movies, they always hit. Okay. They always hit. DC animated movies, look them up. They're amazing. I definitely, I I, I like DC a lot, actually. <laughs> I, I'm against that. I movie. mean, I like Marvel, too, but, but I feel like DC's just, like, sillier. See, I always felt like Marvel was sillier, but it's everyone's different opinion. True. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, they do have Deadpool. That's pretty silly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. He's man, fucking man, crazy. Man. I love Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad they made the movie the way they did, too. Mm-hmm. Kind of made it, well, not made it its own, but kind of just kept it, like, really, really close to the comics. And that's awesome. I love that, like, Ryan Reynolds talks to Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> you know? <laughs> As Deadpool, he still, he still exists in Deadpool. Right. Even though he's Ryan Reynolds, who's playing Deadpool, and I'm just like, what? Yeah. Because they've they've mentioned him in the comics before, right? They were mm-hmm. like, if anyone were to play Deadpool, it should be Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Good job. Ladies and gentlemen, and friends and family, and whoever is listening to this podcast, uh. Thank you for being on this podcast episode. It has been a hoot and a half with all these similarities yeah. and everything. Thanks We're... for listening, everyone. Yeah. And thank you for having me on the podcast. No problem. Shark bake, hoo-ha-ha. Shark bake, hoo-ha-ha. So, um, I just had an idea. So, since this is going to be your first C2E2, we're going to do another episode uh, down Ooh. the line about you having your first experience at a comic well have you attended comic book conventions in the past no i've never i've always wanted to go to comic con because it's like in san diego which is like super close to la but like i just never made it out there (laughs) yeah that's still on my list to go to that one because i feel like that's kind of like the mecca of like comic cons but we shall see maybe things will get better in 2022 and this virus can go ahead and die yeah for real take selenium there you go (laughs) So, with that being said, my name is Brittany. This has been the Status Alternative Podcast, and I will catch you all on the next episode. Bye. Bye.